0: Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Agee. I am here with the beautiful, dynamic, and smart Elizabeth Ingram. Elizabeth, welcome to our studio.
1: Thank you, Patrice.
0: Well, today's topic, we are on our job creation uh, uh, kind of a series, if you will. Today, we're talking to Elizabeth about job creation for women and by women. Uh, Elizabeth has an amazing vision uh, that will impact women. Uh, she's gone through the biblical institute program. Uh, she's, you know, you have an interesting story. So you, you, you were a very successful uh, virtual assistant uh, to the point where I believe. Anyway, tell me the story. So pre COVID, what you were doing and. And you decided to to, to kind of uh, go into it. Tell me about your journey and what okay. led to this entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So most of my career, if you want to call it, has been in mortgage. Completely different in the corporate world. I've been working for a long time. I've actually been working since I was eight years old, just um, doing random jobs and kind of landed into mortgage uh did mortgage for about 20 some years in just about every role and worked myself into an executive assistant role through that and then just circumstances happened just trying to balance it all being mom etc and trying to create freedom and flexibility for my family Decided to just do a virtual executive assistant, be that for other companies. And with that, God brought a vision to me of just what that could look like. Um, my heart for women in general, going back to my roots of what I wanted to be when I grew up, those types of things that kind of brought me into where we're at now.
0: Wow. Awesome. So you, you mentioned kids. So you're married. I am. And how many children?
1: So we have two kids. We have uh, my eight-year-old daughter, Adriel, and then I have a 13-year-old son, Dorian, and then we typically host international students, and then I'm also a youth leader. So I consider them all my children.
0: (laughs) Wow, wow. Now, you must have started having kids when you were, what, 15, 16? You're too young to have these
1: (laughs) No, no. Thank you, but
0: no. Uh, Awesome. And you are based out of Portland, Oregon, born and raised in Portland?
1: Idaho was where I was born, and I was raised between both Boise and Portland.
0: Now Boise is beautiful. What brings you? Why? Why? Why leave Boise for Portland, Oregon?
1: (laughs) Well, Portland used to be that beautiful place too. Right now, it's just a a whole other thing we won't go into. But uh, my mom was in Idaho, and my dad was in Portland, so I, I. back
0: and forth. And, and mom, dad won in the end. Is that what happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, again, Portland won in the end and that's where Portland I met my husband. Ends. So my there husband is. won in the
0: end. Dad just happened to be where the husband ended up being from. And so there it is. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit about, so you, you had this idea um, and you, somebody referred you, I think, Julia Sci, Julie Sai, uh-huh. correct? Correct. Uh, Julie's a friend, and Julie, thank you so much for that. Uh, Julie has transformational leadership here in Portland, Oregon, uh, among other things. So, Julie recommended in my project, and you—you, you, I mean—you came in swinging. I mean, you've been through biblical entrepreneurship, by then in Destiny, you're mm-hmm. now in post-certification. Uh, so, how has th- those experiences been like? I mean, you did it all in in less than six months.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so Julie is my personal mentor and a really good friend. And she introduced me to Deborah. Uh, and again, I don't know how to say this. I really just feel like this is what God is asking me to do. And so I've just been a sponge. Um, and one thing that I just love about Nehemiah is that you're aligned so well with what I believe. So I don't necessarily have to, you know, Shift through all the muck to figure out what is viable and what's not. I can just, you know, dive deep and soak it all in and let the Holy Spirit do the rest.
0: So. Wow, what has been the most memorable things for you? I mean, identity and destiny, um, biblical entrepreneurship, and then now the course certification. Among Which mm-hmm. one, kind of really pops out at you.
1: That's hard. Um, identity and destiny is that one i didn't intentionally go for it was just kind of shared the vision of why to do that one before the be class um, and i consider myself i know myself very well and this was it took it it launched me i don't know god just speaks so profound and loud to me personally of why he created me and that was one thing that as I had this vision for this um, for this business, and like I said, I believe that God asked me to do this, that I, first thing that came out of my mind was why me? And with Identity and Destiny, he spoke every aspect of why he's calling me to do this and how to um, align myself with him to be able to do this for women, and that is also why I feel like bringing identity and destiny alongside me through my business as well.
0: Wow, that is awesome! So you then went ahead. By the way, you you're not learning to be a coach, and mm-hmm. how does that fit for you? And by the way, you I mean I've heard uh, Wendy and Deborah just raves about Elizabeth. <laughs> And so what coaching and how are you enjoying the coaching program so far? You only had one session.
1: Yes. So tomorrow's my second class for that. So I do love that class too. Um I don't know enough about it yet to really be able to speak too much into that. The BE program really uh you know, it was everything that I expected and so much more. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It definitely stretches you um, and taught me so much, so much. Like I said, I'm just trying to be a sponge to it all. Um,
0: And so in the end, your business plan, you ended up winning the class business plan competition. Um, First of all, were you surprised? And what that means for Elizabeth is that she's going to go on to compete for the Uh, U.S. competition and you could, and then compete for the North America competition. So you could potentially represent North America at Nehemiah Week next year. So first, uh, you know, how was it putting your business plan together? And were you surprised that you got selected by the judges?
1: Uh, so it was very difficult, actually, because my vision is so large. So the hardest part for me was to break it down really for other people to to understand kind of where I was coming from. And I'm still trying to break that down in more simplistic steps. Um, for our class, the other women, this was the first women in business, BE um, certification class. And so what I really enjoyed about collaborating with the other women is it wasn't really a competition at all. We were all cheerleaders for each other. We're all trying to guide each other um, through this. And what actually happened in our class is that I was the only one who was able to complete the, the pitch deck, the presentation in time for graduation, just life happens. And so by default, in a lot of ways, I am moving forward. So I didn't, Win and, and didn't experience the judges' side of that. Um, but one thing that I really appreciated was Deborah and Wendy both um, teaching that course. Was that they were reminding the women of how it's all about God's timing, and that you know being able to continue to collaborate and keep each other accountable and moving us forward as a team um, in that class. That was something I really appreciated. But something. Uh, that I heard from, she was the speaker, Susan, I'm trying to remember her last name at the moment. Yes, she was a dynamic speaker in our um, graduation and right after my presentation. But the thing that surprised me the most, and I can't speak of what made me stand out, but what surprised me the most was how emotional everyone was. I had almost every single person in that graduation crying So I feel like what made me stand out was the fact um, that they understood the problem that I was presenting, that I saw in the world, and how I I believe that I can um, align myself with these women to help um, them realize how to get out of some of that. So
0: wow! Only in the women's class can there be a winner that everybody kind of just by defaults, you know, men would do that <laughs> and uh, and and then graduation will be a lot of tears. So let me ask you, um, you know, I mean, women leaders, it's it's now very common. You've had women prime ministers. Um, we almost had almost had a woman president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we you have women speak of the house. Um, women Secretary of State, you know, not Secretary of State, but yeah, we did have that. You have women, um, women Ambassador the UN. So, women in leadership. You have many women uh, CEOs today uh, mm-hmm. of you know, several multinational corporate, including IBM is led by women. Mm-hmm. So, is what is the and you've been part of this Women in Business program with uh, Deborah and Wendy. Is there a What's the difference between taking a biblical entrepreneurship class just women versus a gender class? And and why, why wouldn't, I guess my question is, um, is there a unique advantage to an all-women's class versus just a traditional class with everybody else?
1: I don't think there's wrong with having a traditional class, you know, being co-ed at all. I think one of the dynamics of having just a woman's class is that just the heart of where a woman comes from. We're able to get in deeper that the relationship side of it just gets deeper in a, in a different way, I guess, um, I don't know. I would say that I've developed some really great friendships out of these classes that I I believe will go a long way that I don't know if I would have been able to dive as deep if it Mm -hmm. was a co-ed class.
0: So in the women's only class, there's a a depth of connectivity that occurs that would otherwise not occur. Is it because women wouldn't necessarily open up in the same way with men around? Is that kind of the idea? Potentially. Okay.
1: Potentially. I, I think it's just the way the class is. As well, because there are some women that are very competitive with other women too. Yeah. So it, I, I can't say that all classes are going to be that way. Um, but Wendy and Deborah make it very comfortable. The women that I was in class with, we were all able to collaborate very well and speak into each other's lives. And women in general are very relational. So I just yeah. think we were able to to dive into a different level of it.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, um, uh, Wendy, uh, Deborah particularly is, um, is is a chief, Deborah chief collaborator, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're both, Wendy and Deborah collaborate very well. Do, do women lose something by not being in a co-ed program?
1: I think that it's, it's very important to always include the co ed aspect. Um, not to speak into politics right now too much because I don't want to go in a whole nother realm. But there's a balance. There's a balance to everything. And um, you know, I don't think everyone should be Republican, everyone be Democrat, you know, one side or the other. It really takes both sides to be able to to keep us aligned. And to, you know, I'm using that word alignment a lot, but Truly, it, it's our checks and our balances. And so there's there's times to be able to press into those relationships at, with just women and being able to guide us that way. But if we were to leave men out of it completely, we're also missing pieces that we need to learn and vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you're saying there's a time for this uh, women-only community that mm-hmm. kind of feed. Uh, some aspect of a woman that's important. And then there are time for co-ed environment that the other dimension uh, that are important. So it's a both end, not an not a only, not a. Absolutely. Not a, yeah. 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 Good. Now. So let's talk about your business. The one that actually won. by the way, are you excited about competing for the U S competition?
1: I'm very excited. I'm just I'm along for the ride. Like we learn at Nehemiah, is that you know God's CEO, and I absolutely feel that way. And I'm just along for the ride wherever He wants me.
0: Amen. And, and Elizabeth, by the way, thank you for being a champion for Nehemiah Project, and thank you for. I hear a lot of good things about your role. I told Wendy, I said, "Now, Wendy, uh, you have these praying for Elizabeth. What about her business? You know." <laughs> And I I love to recruit you, Elizabeth, but I want to make sure that uh, the reason why God brought you here happened as well. So, so break into your business. Well, let's get your business first. So, tell us about this business that actually won you the competition. Um, What is it? Tell us a bit. Give us a two-minute presentation here.
1: Two minutes. Okay. So I'll try. And I had to write some of it. Like I said, I'm I'm still working through this very audacious vision and breaking it down. So. Um, If you want to imagine, so my company name is Busy Bee Industries. So if you want to imagine a hive and what that looks like. So if you start with one honeycomb, and that would be considered myself kind of as the coach and the relationship builder. And then if you take five additional honeycombs, it was so much easier with a (laughs) um, PowerPoint presentation because I had, you know, all the animations, but um, all the Dominions. Well, you can, oh, I'm sorry,
0: you can. I know you're not ready for it, but you can show your screen if you want. You're not ready for this, but I'd be to do that. You want to do that?
1: I might be able to do that.
0: Yeah, there's a little share screen button back there. Only at the e community podcast that you actually get a chance to get a, a two minute uh, business plan presentation. And so while Elizabeth is looking for that, again, we're talking to Elizabeth Ingram. Uh, Elizabeth is. Um, recently completed the Biblical Entrepreneur Certificate Program for w- w- women in business. She's in a co-certification program. She also did it in Destiny. Um, she went from being a high-level executive assistant, virtual assistant, to going into business for herself. And, um, and she has this vision for women that she won her the uh, business plan competition for her class. If you want to know more about Elizabeth, you can email her. Uh, her email is going to be up there in a few minutes. Uh, and Elizabeth will be launching a important email project, a, a women in, a life group. Now, the life group is not just for is it is it a women business life group or? Is,
1: it is. Ah, it ah, it is. So I'm partnering with Nehemiah. Yeah. Um, for the life group and the connect group that's going to be starting um in the next month or so.
0: Awesome. So she'll be d- launching a women in business life group as well as a women in business uh, connect meeting, even though it's going to be here in the Portland Vancouver area, but it's going to be virtual or physical.
1: It is virtual. It's considered for Nehemiah the, the West Coast um, uh, Life Group and Connect Group. It's West kind of a soft launch towards my business.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So it's you know they're going to be we're going to be partnering for a long time. It seems here. Yes. Awesome. So uh, we just excited about Elizabeth and her journey. Uh, from just seeing her go from discovery stage to to startup almost soon. And uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, so do, do you want to pre- share or do you want to- Yeah, I can try.
1: That? Are you ready for me to attempt? Yes, go attempt? for it. <laughs> all
0: right, okay. one second. Wow, is it putting it up? Um, thank you again for watching. If you um, want to make sure, all right, Elizabeth, go for it.
1: Okay. Let's see if this will work. All right. Okay. So if you'll imagine, um, so I'm the servant leader officer, and this would be me as the coach and the, um, the relationship builder. And then I believe that there are five disciplines, um, faith, self, family, business, and then becoming an influencer. And then these are examples of industries that would support one or more of those five disciplines. For example, you know, apologetics and discipline for the faith, health and nutrition for yourself, et cetera. Then this would be an example of an affiliate, um, a company that will help support one or more of those five disciplines. So, for example, Dave Ramsey for finances or Nehemiah for business education. Here's an example of two women-owned businesses that would choose to work together for a cause or a client together, and then we just continue to collaborate from there, um, and then wow. I could go more into my presentation, but hopefully that makes a little bit more sense seeing the visual of it.
0: Yeah, and, and the business is called Busy Bee.
1: So Busy Bee Industries, um, the network side and the internet is considered Hive.
0: I love it. I had a friend, a woman actually, who was an entrepreneur. She she her na- she had a tag name Busy Bee, and <laughs> she was very known in the D.C. metro area. So, why Busy Bee Industries? What's in the name?
1: What's in the name? That's very that's a whole other area. So, we're a whole bunch of vi- busy bees. We're running around. Women are trying to carry so much um, personal business, all of that. Um, but on top of that. It's a whole bunch of different industries it's kind of do you know what Angie's list is yes it's kind of like Angie's list it's but it's not just focused on home it's a whole bunch of different industries that women are in so it's it's incorporating that and bringing that into um, this hive mentality but also I really want to help women realize that they are the pollinators of the world they are, Influencing way more than they realize, and that's that's very biblical. And that's one thing that I want to really bring in and teach them is that difference of of what their what their power is, what God created them to be, and it's way more than just um, what I believe a lot of people are speaking into.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! So we can see you creating different hives around the nation and around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and how and how do you see Nehemiah helping you with this? What what are the points you're seeing where Nehemiah is is going to be helping you as part of uh, launching this process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, is Nehemiah coming as one of the affiliates to this, and being able to collaborate together, and being able to bring in a lot of your business education? I first, and I wrote this down. Um, first Corinthians. I'm going to get lost in where that at. is exactly. That. First Corinthians um, 12, there it is. First Corinthians 12, 17 through 18 talks about um, the body and how we can't just be the whole body. And so being able to rely on what I can master and being able to rely on, say, Nehemiah on what you can master and being able to have that collaboration together and teaching women, for instance, to be able to connect with both, go to those who have excelled. And I can focus on what is my job and what God's asking me to do rather than trying to master it all and sell something that I'm not a master of.
0: Wow. I love it. Again, from talking to Elizabeth Ingram, recent graduate of biblical entrepreneurship, won the class business plan competition. She's now learning to be a coach her business, uh, BZB Industries, did I say it right? Yeah. Uh, will be serving women in different spheres of industries and helping them to, uh, uh, you know, cultivate their talents, their gifts, support them in their business and in their vision. She, in you with the email enterprise, will be launching a live group and a connect meeting for the West Pacific uh, Northwest area. Uh, and so if you wanna know more information about that, you can uh, email her directly or go to our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com, they can learn about the Win Business Initiative and see how you can plug in. Now, uh, so, listen, somebody may be watching and they're kind of saying, wow, um, you, 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 you kind of came with an idea. Mm-hmm. And now, three, six months later, you kind of have it solidified, and you kind of prepare to launch here. So uh, help me sell B a little bit. So. How, you know, if someone watching and say, "Well, I want to do that," so how was what was the process like for you going from taking that first class to the end? Because as you said, not everybody finishes. You know, mm-hmm. so how helpful was the class and the coaches for you? And what did you have to do to make sure that you end of the other side with having something uh, that you cannot talk about, go to the next level?
1: um, Well, in the market research that I've done for my business, um, it is true. There are so many people who go and try and become entrepreneurs. 80%, however, don't actually complete um, and move forward with that. Um, But it's interesting to know that if they have a coach, if they have the accountability, they have the support team, um, that they're they're far more successful. Um, And so that is one thing that having Nehemiah and Wendy and Deborah just really come alongside me and just be those cheerleaders, knowing that um, this vision not only started as just a small idea, but it just continues to grow is something that just makes me excited to be able to be a part of it and to be a part of um, all that I just more than I could imagine.
0: Wow. And I know you're also now part of the business success accelerator. And hopefully one day we'll be providing you some capital as you go yes, that
1: would be nice. That was initially that was the reason why I was um referred over to ne- Nehemiah. I knew that I would need more capital to be able to create what what I was thinking.
0: Awesome. We've provided so far with two million dollars of capital to entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, we have an investor who will be this week or next week will be uh moving over a new capital. Uh, 30000 of investment that will be going to an entrepreneur in Kenya. And so that's exciting. So our goal is to do over $25 million in 10 years. Entrepreneur like Elizabeth, where you provide capital, where you're not only investing in a company, but you're getting a quadruple bottom line, where you have an impact mm-hmm. in the kingdom, job creation, and so forth. Elizabeth, d- do me a favor. I'm going to not talk about job creation, but don't you give up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you, you, you have the passion that is required. Uh, you have the work ethics. I've watched you follow through. You have the humility that that is necessary. Uh, the smarts, and it's just hanging there long enough uh, is gonna come together. I promise you that. So you, you, you promise you're not gonna give up no matter what. Nope. As
1: long it. as God's asking me to do it,
0: I'm here. Amen. Now you, you are married and so how- how has your husband, first, what does he do? And is he prepared to have a wife as an entrepreneur? I mean, that's, you know, that's not an easy thing. I can thing. call
1: him. You want no, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: um, he's excited, I think. <laughs> um, that was one thing. I, I brought it to him to to be a virtual assistant, um, executive assistant. Cause like I said, I was doing that in the corporate world and I brought that idea to him and he was all for me being flexible for the family. Um, that was something that we really needed. And again, I was feeling like kind of dual personality in that way is where I wanted to be a stay at home mom to be there for the family, but I also wanted to be this executive, et cetera. And I could go into those things, but, um, he is a retired veteran. disabled veteran. And then um, he's a first responder as well. And so having that flexibility, again, is something that's super important for our family. But there are things coming about as well that we're not sure um, with his disabilities, how much longer he's going to be able to be that first responder that um, he would, he would love to do. So right now, again, just trusting the process and he's also going back to school and trying to figure out you know where we're all being guided as a family but um it's it's definitely something that he's excited at first he he understood my initial um idea and then he he thought I was being sidetracked and he couldn't follow where I was going again that vision was in my head and I couldn't get it small enough down for anyone to to see it until my presentation was done and then
0: they all got it, so. I love um, it. Was he,
1: he's excited, he's proud.
0: Was he at graduation? I apologize. Was, he, was your husband at the graduation? He was. Was, was he, he was. proud in the end, did he? Yes, yes, he's proud. Wow. Well, he must be a secure man because a woman of visionary is not an easy thing. It takes a strong man to come alongside and and support. So I wanna commend, you. what's, your, what's your husband's name? Cliff. Cliff, I want to commend you, my friend. Uh, we need more Cliffs in the world. And, and Cliff, thank you for your service. So he served in the military?
2: Yes, oh, he was in the you. Coast
0: Guard. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service, Cliff, and thank you for your service, Elizabeth. Thank we you. know the sacrifice that women wise make as our men defend our nation, our country. Elizabeth, so let's talk about job creation. In the last part of our podcast here. So. Absolutely why you obviously uh it's funny in your story you talked about you needing some flexibility some margin as a woman mm-hmm. and i guess mm-hmm. that's what brought about your vision basically mm-hmm. it's about serving the elizabeth ingrams of the world right creating Absolutely. a community for women like you uh to, to and that's really what how good ideas are born i have a need mm-hmm. i figure it out. And I say, you know what, Maybe others may have the same need. Again, I hope I listeners are I, I, I listening here because that's how great ideas are born. So talk about w- w- how important is jobs to women in general? Just let's kind of just talk about the women gender. How important mm-hmm. is uh, the female gender? So how important is jobs to, to a woman? Well,
1: jobs are very important to women, but I think right now, well, let me just say this before I started any of my classes, I just believed that the economy required me to work because we, you know, two income jobs, et cetera. And so I would say that that was a big piece of it. But as I dove into it, I, even though I felt like I was alone, the more I looked into it and researched, um, women just, feel completely overwhelmed trying to do it all. And they're trying to come up with the answers for that. So um, when you had mentioned before of, you know, all these women, you know, leaders coming up, there is definitely a rise in women, but 42% of all US businesses are owned by women. And that was a number I didn't expect to see at all. Um, And to hear how entrepreneurship in general just has Help the economy um, stabilize after our last recession as well. And how women were such a big part of that. And with COVID and women needing to go back home um, even more now, the typical brick and mortar companies are needing to innovate. So I definitely think that that's something that we will see. But I also see the opposite as well is more women are going to be trying to to find a way to find this flexibility for their family and try and open up their own businesses as well.
0: You know, um, many organizations that do microenterprise, particularly around the, the world, they often focus on the woman. And because mm-hmm. they believe that if you can help that woman start that small business or get that job, somehow it, it has more of a direct impact on the family and the children being healthy and and, and well than the men. Um, Is that true in general or is it just unique international?
1: I feel like that's a very fine line to walk on (laughs) right now. Um, Again, I think that there is balance and, and this may not be the popular vote out there. I think that there is a huge, huge difference between a biblical woman and a feminism, and pe- feminism in general. Let's
0: talk about it. We we in a country. Okay. Talk about it. Tell us. So for you, what's the difference? Because in a sense, what you're suggesting, what is your mouth? I want you to elaborate on it. <laughs> that you you're trying to empower women.
1: Absolutely.
0: You're also not trying to make themselves sufficient, independent from their husband or the traditional family unit.
1: One hundred percent. And actually, um, on that. Pardon me, because I I wrote this down. I wanted to make sure to to address parts of this. And thank you so much for some questions ahead of time. So I can kind of brainstorm a little bit. That helped. Um, But women are fighting so hard to be equal. And we are equal, but we are also created differently. And to be able to understand that women are the helpmate, that doesn't mean that we're less. But if we continue to look at the research, uh, you know, that I mentioned before, that just because women were stabilizing the economy and all of that, during that recession from 07 to 2012, firms were losing jobs for men, 1.6 million jobs were lost that were men's jobs. And I'm noticing in the corporate world when talking to my husband that the corporate jobs that I had women are a minority and I'm not talking about you know race at all just minorities in general and so a for example a white male who everybody considers to be privileged um, is now turning into the minority because we're trying to get everything to be equal And though I do agree that that is important, again, very fine line to walk on here. Um, I, I definitely think it's important, but it should be based off of our skills, our abilities, our talents. We don't, as women, we don't want to take away from the purpose that men also have in the marketplace. And so, again being aligned with our identity, our purpose, um, the way that women were created is so important so that we can collaborate together, men and women. There's a dynamic that we can bring if we work together rather than just compete against one another all the time.
0: I love it. Um, And you you make a point uh, because in the PC culture, public correct uh, uh, mm-hmm. rec- culture, there can be such a shift that destabilizes God's order in an attempt mm-hmm. to make things look good and feel good. Well taken. Now, having said that, um, there are women who might say that there's been a, particularly the church, Mm-hmm. That there's been an overemphasis on women's traditional role. Yep. That has then led to women not fulfilling their full potential. What do you say to that?
1: So that was one thing that I also really thought about when it came to my business is I don't want to necessarily say that I'm a Christian organization because there is so much thought and beliefs around different religions, not just Christianity. Um you could say faith-based and you could go on a whole nother tangent. I grew up, one side of the family was Mormon, one side of the family was Catholic. Um, there was a lot of Eastern religion and astrology. I mean there was all sorts of different voices if you want to call it. Um, and the core of it is is the biblical side, the Bible, and that is it. And so what I say to that um, person who wants to come against the church, the church is a whole bunch of imperfect people. And to bring it back to the Bible and and being able to state, OK, so what does the Bible say about it? Because there's so much spiritual abuse out there as well. And we need to take that in consideration and to be able to surround it by God's love, not not anything else. And I, I, again, there's so many tangents that we could go on and it's it's a fine line in so many different areas and we only have an hour. But um, I want to say that the Bible says that women should surrender to their husbands. However, most people also forget the very next verse that talks about what happens if a man doesn't honor his wife. Um, God pretty much cuts them off. His prayers are not heard. So if you come into alignment, if you get into the word, it talks about how that alignment can happen and why it's so powerful. Um, again, it's, we are equal, absolutely equal. Um, I've quoted this a couple of times is, you know, big fact, Greek wedding is, you know, the, the man is the head of the house, but the wife is the neck and can turn the man whichever direction she wants. It, again, goes back to the fact that we all have a different part of the body of Christ, and we need to be able to come into that.
0: Awesome. Wow. You know, Elizabeth, um, I'm a product of a very driven, successful businesswoman, my mother, uh, entrepreneur, politician, a product of a very strong grandmother, my mother's mother. Uh, benefited from a very strong sister and sisters. My oldest sister was very instrumental in who I am today. And uh, I have two younger sisters who are the own right have been very instrumental in my own life. And uh, uh, have partnered with a very strong woman, my wife, uh, who I not only adore, but, but who represents um, what I call the, 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 the virtuous woman. Um and I have two daughters. And uh, um I'm telling you, man, I've been I've been the minority all my life. It's all been women. So so I know the value of the 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 female influence in one's life Mm -hmm. and the blessing that it comes with. Um and 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 all of that. So that's important. It's good to hear. You not only articulate the need for women to stand up and be all that God has created them to be, but at the same time, it being balanced with understanding God's plan for the woman mm-hmm. and uh, and making sure that 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 kind of works in concert. And, and so that is that is awesome. And so my question then to you is, will BZB Industries be doing anything to emphasize this this idea which you just shared?
1: Absolutely. Again, that is one of the disciplines is the faith. Um, You need to be able to create anything with a foundation. And if you look at, you know, any problem, you have to be able to dive down to what is the root cause and build it from there. And that was one of the things as an executive assistant that I was able to consider a gift is to be able to look at the big picture and break it down. And so being able to break it down into these five disciplines of being able to support women in their faith. Again, apologetics and into discipleship is again I love the church but it's not about a building and it's a whole bunch of people. So being able to dive, you know, verse by verse and looking into um what that means and and going from there. I mean, that's how we develop our own faith. We're not looking for that microwave society of going into a brick and mortar building, hear a sermon, and then be able to walk out and think that you're good. There's so much more to that. Um, and we have, we're have we accountable to that. I we are accountable that. to that.
0: And, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, the value of a good executive assistant, money cannot buy it. I mean, I bet you your boss is right now saying, how can I get Elizabeth back? I mean, money cannot buy it. <laughs> um, and so so if you find another Elizabeth, please push her my way because uh, I, I'm, I have Sam who helps me a great deal, but I'm going to need <laughs> him on, on the U.S. side uh, as soon here as we keep growing. And... Uh, so if you get bored, Elizabeth, just call me, okay?
1: <laughs> well, I'm balancing both still at the moment. I don't know if I want to take that on, but I am balancing both at the Well, are
0: you? Yeah, well, Wendy already warned me, so Patrice, don't you touch Elizabeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, though. Thank you very much. Yeah,
0: well. but, but keep it up. So Elizabeth, let's land this plane. So um, let's talk 10 years from now. Okay. Let's talk impact. Let's talk aspirational outcome. What does it look like for Elizabeth and for Busy Bee Industries?
1: What does it look like? Okay. So for as much as I want it to be global and can talk about how I want to impact the world, it all goes down to one woman, one family, one business at a time. And that is my mission is to look at it that way. Um, Because It is a kingdom impact. It is influencing each woman because she is her own influencer. She has her own circle. So um, my 10-year vision is to be able to have at least 5,000 members of Hive, um, which is, again, just part of the umbrella of Busy Bee Industries, and then to be able to have a foundation that can pour into these members and into the communities. And one of the benefits of this foundation is to be able to take away some of that scary of being able to build a business. I want to be able to um, provide um, through affiliations, discounted ways to have you know benefits, being able to provide ways that you can get education either for themselves or their children, be able to provide, you know, um, childcare assistance programs, being able to provide ways for them to have missions trips so that they can have education, not only traditionally, but being able to understand the different cultures and relationships and people. Um, social media is fantastic. We can be connected all over the world, but we're losing that connection and that community and being able to understand what that means um, face-to-face is something that I really want to bring back, which is another reason why I I believe so strongly in the mission side of um, bringing that part into the foundation. Um, So that is kind of what I'm looking for in 10 years or more.
0: Wow. That is incredibly awesome. And we look forward to helping you make it happen, Elizabeth. Anything we can do, please let us know. Again, Elizabeth Ingram, uh, she has a life group uh, coming up in partnership with my project in a connect group uh, meeting. If you want, if you, this is for women, if you want to connect with her. Um, and by the way, as you work with her with this, you could be among those who help plant this Busy industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be one of the founding members and beneficiaries, and know that you were part of it from the beginning. By the way, Elizabeth, somebody's watching and listening, and they're saying, "I want to plug in, Elizabeth. I want to join this." live Women Connect meeting, but I really want to see this Visible Industries happen. So are you recruiting people? Can somebody reach out to you and say, hey, let's see how we can collaborate? How can people help?
1: Absolutely. So uh, my email right now is the best way. Just like I said, I am startup, so I don't have a website yet. Um, But I am wanting to meet with other women. I'm wanting to talk to them about what are their needs. I want to um, collaborate that way specifically. I'm also looking to, um, again, partnering with Nehemiah through Identity and Destiny and going through some of those steps of being a facilitator of that class, um, because that is one aspect that I I believe is foundational um, in in my business. On top of that, I am looking to collaborate, like I said, in different areas of um, these five disciplines and being able to refer people that I am coaching if they have a need in one area or another is to be able to connect them to these other businesses and grow these businesses and these women and these families up with me. It's not about one or the other. It is absolutely not competing, but bringing each other um, up together.
0: I love it. We did an interview of a young lady um, the actually the the daughter in law of our board chair, I forgot her first name Wilkinson. She's in the community, a uh, young lady. She launched a virtual music business. Um, uh, she was at Nehemiah Week. You may want to connect with her. But if you look at her, Wilkinson, the community, she's local, by the way. She'd be a good person to be part of your life and connect meetings. And who knows what could happen. Yeah, absolutely, this is incredible, Elizabeth. Um women are watching right now or listening or men as well and they want to be encouraged you know you have COVID 19. you've got the social unrest you've Mm -hmm. got the economic uncertainty you've got fires on the west coast you've got tornadoes and to top it off you've got this political season this uh uh this i don't want to call it (laughs) And by the way, speaking politics, um, on Mondays, we're doing the specials where we are having both sides share perspective on how to vote your faith. We did a great interview uh, last Monday with a young man who gave us some good perspective. Uh, he made a case for Donald Trump. If you want to learn about that, you can go to our archives, go to our podcast and, and, and check that out. On upcoming Monday, we're going to have another young man who's going to come in. He's going to talk about... Um, you know, how to think about it spiritually, uh, you know, he's going to just go down the middle and just talk about equipping you on how to think about voting your faith, not from a partisan perspective, but more in terms of a conviction. And then the following Monday, we're going to have somebody come in and make a case for Biden. I know you say, but what? Yeah, you have Christians on both sides and we're going to give them the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make the case for for Biden. But again, our concern is faith, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, and uh, and job creation. Right? He's going to tell mm-hmm. us why his candidate will help us in that area, and you make the decision. With that, so so encourage our people, um, uh, Elizabeth. What what would encourage would you say right now to those around the nation, around the world? as to all the uncertainty in the air. And by the way, both sides promise the end of America as we know if the other side wins. So <laughs> after November 3rd, America will cease to exist as country, no matter who wins. Uh, so uh, encourage our people. What do you say to them?
1: Well, initially when um, looking at this question, I wasn't thinking of everything going on in COVID, but I was going to ask you a question actually. And that was, why do you think that Satan chose to tempt Eve instead of Adam?
0: Wow. You know, she should, you should be hosting these podcasts. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Why, so, so she's going to, with the last, just like when they like to be in control, the last question, she's going to turn around. Th- th- good question. <laughs> so I, I believe that, first of all, uh, he knew that you know I was just thinking about my own wife she was eve right um there there's uh from from, from an emotional perspective she's easily drawn right uh mm-hmm. and so and so uh, th- so there's that uh, I, there's that sense of of drawing that occur you know like when i make a decision I'm and i'm very tunnel vision my wife can wonder well, I know we do this, but let's, let's look at, as a baby, but yeah, but, but you never know. Right. And so there's that curiosity. Uh, there's that, the, the gift that God put in women, the gift of intuition where, you know, you guys are able to kind of wonder a little bit more than we men. And I think that, uh, she was an easy target and God gave the instructions to Adam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, how will he transmit to Eve? Who knows? But that's my take on Elizabeth. What's your take on it? Okay.
1: My take is that Satan knew that he could affect generationally.
0: Oh, I like that. You have a better answer than I do. I, like
1: <laughs> um, I, I believe that, you know, Satan was to be the most beautiful angel. And yet God created man to be in his image, but he also created woman to be out of his image as well. And woman was to be the 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 creation, the masterpiece. And we are the only ones who didn't come from earth. We came from Adam's rib. So we are very unique. And so with that, I wanted to remind women that they are way more unique and way more influential than they will ever imagine. God loves you and he wants you to press into him. And so my encouraging piece is to continue to press and in, get into the word, get into the life group, get into the connect group. Um, let God speak to you. If you don't know how to hear God's voice, again, connect with us. That is one of the things that we want to be able to teach you um, because the world has come against women and you can look all over the all over on how he is doing that and it's breaking down our families and it's breaking down the relationships that we have and um, being able to to be that influencer and being able to build at least our world up in the way that God wants us to be I think um, when we press into that that you know there's always going to be struggles no one can can give a magic pill to weight loss. They definitely can't give us a magic pill to how to solve all of our problems and, and not have struggles. So how do we get to the source of that? And that is to always be able to go to God and, and to rely on that piece first.
0: Wow. What good advice. Generational impact out of her womb will come the world. Incredible. Elizabeth? Please come back. Thank you so much. Again, Thank if you want to know more, you want to learn, you want to connect with her directly, go to Busy, uh, b- Busy, with a, and then with a B. So Busy and then yep. B Industries. BusyBindustries at gmail.com and you can connect directly with her. Also, uh, she has a live group and a connect meeting coming up just for women. If you can connect with her directly or go to our website, NehemiaheCommunity.com Nehemiah, that you can learn more about it. Connect with her and walk with her, and then watch the launching of this amazing organization that will impact the globe. I assure you. Uh, also, uh, I mentioned Miss um, uh, uh, Wilkinson. Her name is Allison Wilkinson. I just told him Allison Wilkinson is the gal Thank you. we interviewed. Her dynamic woman, uh, impactful. And then, of course, on Monday we have Dexter okay. Sanders. Uh, I think tomorrow we're gonna have uh, Al Caperna with us, right? Is it Al? Please, please confirm to me tomorrow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, yes, so tomorrow we have Agapurna. He's talking about this whole idea of innovation, you know, how to be an innovator. He's an innovative uh, kingdom guy that God has used to build a multi million dollar corporation with multi innovation, innovation design. And he's really, uh, as he really has an influence in key industries because of his innovations, and you want to glean from him. You're kind of foreseeing a book that we're working with him on and uh, that will be part of uh, a future release. With that said, if you enjoy this podcast, we want you to share it. I know you have women in your life. You have daughters, you have wife, you have probably your mother, you have aunts, cousins, whatever the case may be, Your friends. Share it so that they might see a woman who in her desire, to find a way to serve her family while remaining relevant in terms of her purpose and her calling. She decides she was able to go into business, but more important than that, she realized that many women are facing the same thing. And that was born into this idea of Busy Bee Industries where she wants to impact the world through it. Let them be encouraged by Elizabeth's word and Elizabeth's story. Also, if you want to know more about Nehemiah Project, go to our website, nehemiahecommunity.com nehemiahecommunity.com there you'll learn about a training program how you can we can provide you with training like what elizabeth went through uh biblical entrepreneurship right there and in other courses as well uh where you can learn about our coaching program bsa and personalized coaching where you can have a coach come alongside you help you carry your vision you can learn about our access to capital program if you need capital you've been trained to be coached by us we can help you in that area as well Or you come about our community. We have one of the fastest growing communities uh, with uh, over 50 members, uh, 30 to 50 members on a monthly basis. You want to be a part of that so that uh, you can connect with entrepreneurs around the globe so that together we can transform the world. With that said, uh, let me pray for you. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I see you tomorrow again as we have Al Caperna coming here in studio to talk about innovation. With that, let me pray for you actually, you know what, Elizabeth, I want to ask you to pray because we need a woman's anointing. I want you to pray for our women. All right. Pray for our women so that they might be able to receive the grace that you impart upon them today. Elizabeth, pray for us.
1: Daddy, we just come to you and we just thank you for this time. Thank you for um, the women and the men who are on this um. Facebook Live or podcast, however they're seeing this, YouTube, Father God, just that um, seeds are planted, Father. That is the most important thing, Father, is that the the ground, the soil is, is cultivated and ready for the seed for your word, that they can press into you, that through all of this, whatever I said, whatever Patricia said, that they can just hear hope, Father God. That's what we need right now. And we just thank you that you are able to put that hope in us. Peace, Father God, I just pray for um, all the the women out there seeking answers right now of how to balance their world, how to manage their kids in school and online learning, how to manage business and home and supporting their their husbands, Father God, I just pray for them to have peace and know that it is possible, and that they just need to press into You. And we love You so much. Thank You for this idea, for this vision, and for Your love. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you all. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. God bless you.